Kia ora, you're with The House, I'm Johnny Blades. A government cannot just spend any money it wants. It must have the approval of Parliament to open the till. And it's the same for any extra government expenditure that becomes necessary down the line when unexpected things occur, as they usually do. That's why this week in Parliament, MPs find themselves debating not just the remaining stages of the Appropriation 2022-23 Supplementary Estimates Bill, but also all stages of the first impressed supply bill relating to the 2023-24 year. That all sounds a bit arid, but it's important. So I sat down with the shadow leader of the House, the National Party's Michael Woodhouse, to get his take on this process. Yeah, it is a bit dry. We've, we've had the budget which is for the period that starts on the 1st of July, so effectively um, in, in a few days' time. But we're having to mop up the spending on things for the year ended the 30th of June 2023. Now that's done firstly through the budget, but like any budget, anticipating everything that could happen or the amount of expenditure is a pretty difficult thing. So we have two other vehicles. One is called the Supplementary Estimates of Appropriations and one is called Impressed Supply. And one is drawn from the other, if you like. So let's start with impressed supply. It's a very dry sort of a thing, but it's essentially a slush fund. So the government appropriates around $110, $120 billion through the budget, but it also realises that things can happen. Cyclones, weather events, uh, unexpected expenditure. And so it passes a bill called the Impress Supply Bill, which is kind of the backstop for any extra spending. Now, over the years, and certainly in my experience through the key English years, that would normally, for operating, be about 6 to $8 billion. Through the COVID period, an extraordinary increase was observed of over $40 billion for drawing on for things that are unexpected. Uh, and I'm hoping to see in the impress supply for next year it coming back to something approaching the more tra- historically normal levels. We'll see. Now, the supplementary uh, estimates are the unders and overs through budget. And if there's overs, it can come from other parts of the budget, like budget, they call them budget transfers. We've seen an example of that with the extra money being appropriated for vote education for the universities and polytechs. That has come from underspends in fees free. So that's kind of a, a cost neutral thing. But if there's extra money that is appropriated through supplementary estimates, maybe say for the cyclone, that could have been drawn through from the impressed supply. So it's very, it is a very dry sort of thing. But but the I guess the underlying point is government just can't spend any money it wants. It has to have the legal power to spend taxpayers' money. And this is the vehicle for making sure that the unexpected things can still be covered. Uh, the impressed supply bill is being debated together, really, with the uh, appropriation supplementary estimates bill. That's not untypical, is it? No. Well, there's certainly standing orders require and provide for that to occur, but but um, it's not quite together in the sense that we're doing supplementary estimates for this year, but we're doing the slush fund, the impress supply, for next year. And that's an an odd arrangement that, to be honest, I'm not quite sure why it's done in that way. So this time last year, we we gave the appropriation of, I think it was around $40 billion, uh, and that was passed through. Um, We'll be basically forward-loading the government's ability to manage unexpected things into next year. And that covers if there's a different government, of course, as well. 
Uh, technically, yes. A new government, should there be one from November, does have the prerogative to amend impressed supply or, or any legislation for that matter, uh, and there are ways in which it could do that. In fact, older listeners will recall that it wasn't unusual for, for example, the Muldoon government to do a mini-budget halfway through a fiscal year. Australia still has that practice now. We've tended to avoid that because of these mechanisms for being able to draw on unexpected spending. Uh, so I don't expect if there is a, a, cha- a complete change of government after October that to be necessary because the government seems to have been leaving itself plenty of wiggle room uh, to draw down on for those unexpected items. As I say, that number is very high. That's the shadow leader of the House, Michael Woodhouse. And you've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Mate wa.